He was a Kansas City Athletic and an Oakland Athletic, and not only that, Bob Kendricks, the president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum, they have been, I guess, they donated from uh, the Port of America Bank $1 million to build a new Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. Oh, wow. And so we're going to be happy about that, plus some other things in the works. That that area, Madam C.J. Walken, we'll be talking about that in a few shows to come, to really turn 18th Street into a minority or minority interest tourist attraction and some ideas. But first of all, do we have Mr. Kenneth Ford with us? No, I didn't get any ideas. I was listening to uh, uh, Jumbo Williams, uh, Miss Grace Bombery, uh, who was a great opera singer, died uh, a week ago also. And you say what now? Grace Bombery, who was a great opera singer, died. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Oh, you, you, you adding that, you adding that to it. Oh, and, 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 and to that, okay. Uh, she saw around the world, you know, and all sorts of opera houses. Uh, and, uh, she was one that was just one of the greatest houses I came up from the high school here in St. Louis. So, oh, really? That. Yeah, mm-hmm. so let me have a that. Let me. As a matter of fact, one of my good friends was one of our protégés. Uh, well, you know, St. Louis has uh, produced a lot of entertainers. And a lot of people talk about East St. Louis, but St. Louis has also. Yes. Okay, let me get this. Uh, How's the weather there? Rainy and rainy. I, I don't know what the deal is, but I think next week we'll have a, a really star-studded show, and it's supposed to be nice. The last time we didn't do anything because not only uh, we would preempt, but also the weather was 90 degrees. Mm. So a lot of people said so they set out that it was too hot, and I didn't have he, any... He's yes. here. He's here. Oh, uh, Mr. Uh, Kenneth's here? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Kenneth Ford, uh, what we want to do, you, this person... Oh, he has a heck of a background, a hell of a background. But I think what we'll do first, we'll say his background as an iron worker and how he got into the things he's doing, and we'll get into the thing of the uh, Friedman on the show today because he's very involved in that. So if you would, Mr. Kenneth Ford, uh, did I get that last name right? Yeah. Okay. Tell us about 
your days as an iron worker, and we talk about the iron work, we talk about back in the early centuries where black folks, they were in, con in control of the union and the Indians were really into being an iron worker because they weren't afraid of fights. So Mr. Ford, take it away. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, good evening. How's everyone this evening? Thank you for uh, inviting me in. Uh, my name is... Life is good, sir. Big one. Life is good, sir. Great, great. Uh, yes, uh, I'm a retired hour worker. I've just been 32 years, starting in, in the mid-70s. And uh, I'm a worker, and construction total was a, was a field that black people had a, a natural inkling for. But when uh, I felt like when the unions kind of took over, I think black people kind of got excluded back in the somewhere in the early 1900s. Because back in way back in the day when Washington, when the White House was built and a lot of construction was going on, uh, the black people would work for less money than a white guy. So they were oftentimes were hired. Uh, so when I got in, in the mid 70s, they took a bunch of us in. It was uh, uh, just um, so many iron workers, and then there were some older guys. They had a program called the Trainee Program where they took in uh, older black men, people, and uh, it was just a, uh, to me, it was a, a way of making up for their past discriminations. And so uh, uh, nowadays we have a, uh, Oh, it's, it's well, let, let, me let, let me interrupt you for a second. These sure. in the program. I was that was the Kansas City plan. Okay. Not continue. Okay. Yeah, I, I knew. You know, I knew there weren't many black people in. I kept running across these older, older guys in the trades, and I said, "Man, they keep telling me this is new, but these guys are older." Then I realized they had the trainee program. They were taking in older guys to make up for the past racism in my mind. But uh, a lot of these guys were had great, uh, great uh, work ethics, uh, but we just weren't, weren't getting much work. Uh, I look back at days where uh, I go to the hall looking for work and, and you know, you had a joke. If one guy got a, one black guy got a job out, well, you might as well, everybody else might as well leave, you know, cause <laughs> they made that, you know, they made their choice for the day. But uh, I remember days back in back in the day when Piccolo's was over at Lincoln Lincoln Building, man. Uh, Horse Washington, he used to he was planning on building, making this black archives, and uh, I was trying to remember why I was there sitting with Horse during the day, and because I wasn't working much, you know, I wasn't getting much time. Of course, there were more more blacks as we got in, we started learning trade, learning the jargon, uh, picking up the the uh, picking up the. Uh, expertise, and pretty soon, uh, a lot of white guys didn't want to work with a black guy because he, we would work him, we work him, we work him. Yeah, so we were, we were very. Most of us got pretty good. The ones that stayed in, so many got out, and that's why I started an organization called the Quorum Group, which is a uh, community of retired uh, artisan mentors, and we're basically black uh, tradesmen who've retired. And there's a group of us now. And so we're reaching back to the community to try and reach out to uh, young people to not only get in the trades, but to stay in the trades. Because 
you know, most of the time they run across all kind of obstacles. Racism is not the only thing that you run across, but it's just a lot of obstacles to staying in the trade. So we're there to be a visual impact, a visual impact to them that they're all black men, black women, black trades persons that have been in the trade and have made it. And so uh, now most a lot of us are retired and living pretty decent lives. We've got pensions coming in and Social Security coming in and doing pretty good. So Lord's blessed and we're just trying to impact our young people to get in the trades and stay in the trades through the core group. You know, I know this is a special show, but I might want to take this opportunity mm-hmm. that uh, uh, your wife, how is your wife doing? She's, uh, she's, uh, she's doing, see, we had to cancel her procedure a couple of weeks ago. Uh, she's trying to have a, a hip removal. And so, uh, we're just trying to keep her spirits up and keep her motivating until we can set the new date for the procedure. But thank you for asking. And tell her happy Mother's Day also. I'm sorry? Tell her happy Mother's Day also. Oh, appreciate that. Yes, sir. I will convey that, that message. And happy Mother's Day to all the Mother's Days out there, mothers out there. The voice you hear is that of our folks. I'm the head of the Fletcher Montgomery and one of them, she's co-hosted for the program. So thank you so much for uh, uh, the thing that you're doing. So I admire that. I'd like to talk later on off the air about something that we're doing with the chamber. Okay, thank you very much in the point of what you're doing right now. Yeah, quickly, get the organization. Okay. Uh, what did you say? What did you say, Nate, say the name of it is? This is Missouri Black Team of Congress. Okay. And I'm the founder and CEO, and, uh, and we work with uh, blacks across the state, and have a program, and now how to make uh, members uh, millionaires. Oh, and, well, that definitely cut my attention. <laughs> yeah, I thought it would, okay. You're a perfect candidate to have that conversation with, by the way. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'd, I'd be very interested. Uh, we're, I'm all about a collaboration. Uh, I'm yeah. just one that does not believe in all of us black folks working in our silos uh, about these great projects and great ideas and great energies, and we're not sharing and getting together with each other because that's one of the downfalls of, of our community. We don't work together enough. Amen, 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 sir. But uh, exactly. we had a great program last Friday, last Saturday morning. Uh, we got a bunch of kids uh, out of the Brown Park here in the Kansas City area. Uh, we had a little what they call no glove softball game. Uh, some of the guys brought out some of the crafts, and uh, one curl Carl Marion, one other iron worker, he he set up and had a welding just demonstrations and cutting and how to measure and things like that. Um, yeah. Another guy, Evie, he, he brought out a cart that he builds. He builds carts uh, for food carts. And I uh, showed kids how to, how to build this and go into business for yourself. And, uh, and uh, you know, it, it was a great afternoon. We had a lot of people. We had food. And, uh, and the kids got engaged. That was what I was really proud of, you know. So we just need to expose them to, to what's going on out there. And, and they'll, they'll fill in the gaps. You know, I know there's some issues. But they're filling the gaps if we stretch them and uh, present it to them and stretch them, make them make them work a little bit. Uh, they they they'll they'll rise to the task. Well, Mr. Ford, uh, I'm gonna take this opportunity to invite you, if, if possible, to 
come to St. Louis and do something that will not be here. I would be able to appreciate that. Well, just uh, get the information from uh, Mr. MC, Mr. Richardson, and I'd be glad to work out the, whatever it takes to, to get it done. Because St. Louis and Kansas City, our black communities need to be working together. You know, sure, thank you. We thank really you. do. I tell you, it's, it's a shame our Congress people and, and politicians don't uh, don't see the light. They're so busy wrapped up in their own idi- not, not ideology, well, ideology, but ide- ideology. Uh, that, like they're trying to put in that wide 20, uh, 70 highway, uh, 70, 70 highway between uh, I 70 between Kansas City. That should have been done 25 years ago. Yeah, it was, sure, but that's, that's the only highway. Yeah. That's the only highway in the country. Okay. And it's still a two lane highway most yeah. of the way. Yeah. But between Missouri's biggest cities, that should have been a three way highway 20 years ago. But they're so busy yeah, sure. fighting, fighting, fighting Obamacare and, and fighting it for the ideology, which they still do it. So anyway, I won't get off. I'll get off that bandwagon. Before you get off that bandwagon, they yes. just uh, okay. voted to make that into a six lane from uh, Kansas City to St. Louis. Right. They did vote it. Yeah. That's my understanding. No, no, no. Uh, Mr. Ford, I follow that on Kansas City closely, and what he said is true. That was one of the best things. Okay. Springfield too, because uh, you know there's oh, work going on down there all the time. 
and yeah, uh, always. The, the numbers of us are not there, but they are enough where we need to keep an eye on that area too. Well, 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 well I, the goal I have, sir, is to, to go take, take it out entire city of Missouri. Because one of the things, okay, that, that uh, Missouri has so many great features, okay, but people have not been able to, blacks have not been able to access the systems that they put in place. And so, and I have been able to work in politics also for a number of years, okay. You know, and uh, quite successfully, and I ran campaigns for governor or something, okay, in various uh, congressmen and senators and a whole lot, okay, on both sides, of, both sides of the aisle. So I'm not one of the first. I don't want to be a Democrat. I don't want to be a Republican. If you're a businessman, then you got to be. But when everybody's out there doing business, absolutely. And that's the only way you can succeed. Absolutely. Yep. I talk to young kids all the time. They want to start their business. They're trying to start these black-owned businesses, which is great. We need them. Uh, I can get. I can. I can. We got. I can get. I can. I can we have we have money. Well, that's one of the what's one of the highest pitfalls that we that we experience as a community. We don't have that money. We got the money. We have the money. We're black the community black community in America worked in uh, in consortium. Uh, we've been actual the, the ninth richest country in the world. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, when, 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 when you, you know, you know, Mr. Ford, one of the things that uh, that uh, you know and uh, MC knows that our whole country is not to be rebuilt, and that's one of the things that our President Biden has been successful in getting infrastructure money rebuilt. I know here in St. Louis, uh, just the uh, just yesterday, uh, in the middle of the business uh, hour of traffic. On Highway 64 here in St. Louis, I say Highway, I know a, uh, a water main, three, five inch water main burst right next to the highway. Well, they took the whole highway down. And here in St. Louis, our, our water system, the water, highway, our water here is over 107 years old. It needs to be replaced. And yes, that's why I'm saying we in Kansas City have the same problem. Yes, sir. It's a nationwide problem. It's a nationwide problem. So there's nothing here. When Obama was trying to get, you know, President Obama was trying to get a lot of that infrastructure through, um, you know, the, the Republicans fought him so hard, you know. Uh, but he that was one of his major goals, which he wasn't able to get done to any degree because of the obstruction. But that's well, been, well, and that's, well, that's, that's that's a public fatality looking to happen, not, not addressing those things. Well, I'm on another bandwagon, I'm sorry. But no, no, no. Well, saying okay, thank God it was a Joe Biden on the basis. He was able to take that same program and get across the finish line, right? Uh, and got the and got the money, trillions of dollars, okay, that he got out there for the rebuild. Not only the highways, uh, which create jobs for you know, the iron workers and us and everybody that go with it, but also uh, he creates jobs for for the, for the electricians. I mean, all all the trades were benefited from that. And, and not only is that okay, we talk about uh, you know internet for you know the fire that goes into the ground that has to be replaced. Uh, you know electrical systems, you know who break down you know, when they have the brownouts. You know when when, the, when the, you know when they get too hot and stuff. You know, and, yes, and, 
been down in Texas the last couple of years. They had massive, you know, storms, and and, and they had no way that you're not aware before that. Uh, and you probably know this also that Texas is the only state in the union that was not power of the power of the power grid that that's you know around that goes across the entire country. Right. And that's why when when when, when they, they went down okay, because they said we don't need nobody, we got our own system. Well, the power grid allows each each state, you know, when they had issues okay, but other power grid to step in and put the switch okay and get the that's the next grid, okay? And and so and so, and so that's what uh, uh need to be to be replaced all all around the country for your electrical grid, for your gas. You know, uh, uh, even for your solar energy that's coming coming about here, also for your green energy, all yeah. those have to go 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 through a system, okay, to be built. That's to take place. Right, right, right. And we have, and we as blacks should be. Matter of fact, the federal government said twenty thousand of their words go to black folks. It's already codified in the government. Okay, okay. Well, well, we didn't get off your share. That's why we need. That's why our core, our core organization is trying to get more of our kids uh, into those trades so they can learn and they can learn and earn it while they learn, and then can and then uh, and progress through to to being journeymen and being foremen and, and business owners and contractors, so that we can start yeah. filling the field. Because I hear sometimes they don't have the they don't they don't find the, the minorities that media. I hear, I hear that. I don't know how true it is or how deep they search, but you know we still need to fill that, uh, fill that, that, that population of, of uh, skilled tradespeople. Well, 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 you know, years ago, okay, when uh, I worked for the city of St. Louis, I was uh, responsible for building the schemes for the city, and we got down to one course, and we came to. Uh, uh, the cable companies, as you probably know, uh, I know it's this, they are required by law to train uh, minorities uh, uh, you know, in uh, uh, how to be a cameraman, how to be a sound technician, how to do lighting, things like that. Right. So the, the company in St. Louis came to the studio, that's okay, they didn't find anybody. But what I did, personally, I went out and recruited so many, so many black people were running over, and then what happened to support, they created a cameraman for the football games, mm-hmm. baseball games, for the hockey games, for all yeah. those games. Those, those guys, okay, got those jobs to have the cameras because they got trained for free. Right. And the program should exist, sir. It's still here. That's great. That's great. Well, like I said, a lot of times it's just awareness. Uh, yes, you become aware of the opportunities that are out there. And with our organization, we they want them to we want them to see black people that have actually done it, you know, been there, done that, are doing pretty good. And hopefully, that has the impact of of giving them the faith and the uh, perseverance to stay getting those those uh, jobs, those trades, and stay in there. Well, well, well right now, just like you conference, well, first of all, I have done it myself. Okay? It's not like uh, I'm talking to gentleman last night. And uh, who, who was just kind of getting to the program? And he said, "Well, sir, let me ask you, but how do how you know this? Have you done this before?" He said, "Well, young people ask that question right away, which they should." 
And I said, yes, sir. Sure did. You know, did it more, did it more than once, okay? But I can show you how to do it now. And that's, that's, a, that's a good point. I'm willing to show you. And help you. I'm not going to just show you. I'm going to teach you by the hand through our chamber, okay? And show you how you become a millionaire. Yeah. And that's what we did. That, that was the other thing that we did uh, last Saturday. You know, Carl was uh, showing them about hands-on work with the cutting time, cutting and yes. measuring and everything. But then we had some uh, some people, some representatives from Prime America, and, and they were talking to them about the financial, uh, the financial business, uh, uh, financial literacy, and how to get investments and things like that. So this this was a well-rounded program we had last. Saturday, and we're going to try and do one at least once a month from here on. Well, I want to bring that same program uh, offer to uh, St. Louis area, and we can help you get more money, okay? One program we have, sir, is that uh, if, if, a, if, a, if a gentleman, if a, let's say one of your uh, guys, okay, decide you want to, you know, get to just a, uh, a, you know, a gentleman, okay, Mm-hmm. or whatever, and he wants to start his own company. Well, I can get him $3,000 off the ground. Okay, okay. You know, and, that, and that, instead of the small pieces of money, okay, and right. also we would train him, okay, how, how to set your business up. All right. Okay, uh, okay, gentlemen, uh, you know, we have a halfway mark, and what I invited Mr. Kenneth Ford on, he's all over the Freeman's, and he will explain that. Matter of fact, Congress established the Freeman back in 1865, right after the Civil War. But what this conversation y'all talk about is right on time. We do have a young lady, and she will be on the show on the 27th of this month. And she's all over Oklahoma, and she traveled. But uh, Mr. Kenneth Ford, let's get into the Freedman and what you do and how effective it is and the purpose and the objective and the mission. All right. Well, uh, I, my family is uh, comes from Oklahoma, the, uh, Muskogee, uh, Tullahass- Tullahassee area, but outside of Tulsa, our family history goes all the way back to uh, southeastern uh, United States before the Trail of Tears. So some of my Forebears actually walked on the walked on the uh, trail of tears from uh, somewhere in Alabama up to the Indian to- Indian Territory, which is now in Oklahoma. We are my family's of Creek descendant, but the, uh, we deal with. Uh, but uh, there's a we try to the Freeman talk about the, or deal with the five civilized tribes, which is the Choctaw, Chickasaw, Cherokee, Seminoles, and the Muscogee Creeks. Like I say, my family's Creek. Uh, come from the Creek uh, tribe. Uh, my and uh, they moved to Oklahoma um, oh, back in the day. Because a lot of people don't know, didn't know that the Indians owned slaves. There were various, there were various uh, relationships in the uh, between tribes, the tribals, and the uh, black African that uh, that were with them. Sometimes it was slavery, sometimes they married, sometimes they didn't marry, and they had a lot of offspring together. They had all kinds of relationships. And some were good, and some were not so good. Um, but they did make the Trail of Tears, blacks did make the Trail of Tears walk or, or trip up to Oak in the territory. They stayed with the uh, 
uh, tribes and worked as in slavery and different relationships for all these years up through the uh, Civil War. Now, after during the Civil War, most of the uh, the tribes they signed on to fight on the side of the Confederacy. Uh, that's because of the, what they call some of the um, mixed Indians who were mixed with European. They liked having slaves when the people. And so in the Creek tribe, they were called the Lower Creeks, and the Upper Creeks were more or less the full-blood, uh, uh, full-blood full uh, Indians. Uh, when the United States, when the Union beat the Confederacy, well, then there was some signs a treaty that had to be signed, peace treaties. And in the treaty that were front with the five tribes, um, there was stipulations that the uh, the tribes would uh, take in their, their black residents, blacks that were affiliated with their tribe, and uh, as full citizens with all full rights and all full benefits as being full citizens of those, of their respective tribes. So that caused a, a little bit of rift in some of the tribes. Uh, they, if you were white, you're European and Indian, you were okay. But if you were black and, or African and Indian, then you you were put on what's called the Freedman Road. It didn't make any difference how much blood you had, but you had. But if you were on the Freedman Road, that pretty much automatically uh, took you out of the. Uh, eligibility for the benefits as tribal. What was that? What was that, sir? Uh, it was pure racism. This actually took place in 1979. Uh, most of those tribes they re rewrote their constitutions, and anybody that was on the Freedman list basically was was uh, was disen disenfranchised. And it was like I said, it basically if you were black and Indian. You were you were disenfranchised. If you're European and Indian, you were okay. So uh, that's the main. It's crazy. Nineteen seventy nine was when there there were it was new constitution was rewritten, especially in the. Uh, but all through the years, the, our our forefathers they endured all kind of of uh, racism, uh, hate, denigration. Uh, and the, the surprising thing is when the uh, this peace treaties I was talking about, especially with the Greeks, Greeks they went to, to uh, Washington, D.C. to negotiate those treaties. And in their delegation were several blacks, people, guys you never heard of, George Sugar, uh, 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 Catch Barnett, uh, uh, Harry Island, uh, Kyle Tom. These were black men who were born into slavery, but they were up representing the Creek, Creek tribe, uh, standing toe to toe with congressmen and senators uh, as the negotiations were going on. And so, if, to tell you the truth, if it wasn't for these black people, uh, doggone Creek Indians, because the the, the uh, government, after the, the, the Confederates lost the war, the government wanted that Indian land back. They wanted, they wanted all that Indian land. And so those blacks in front negotiating, to, in my mind, uh, <laughs> on Indian Appreciation Day, the Creek tribe wouldn't have had enough land to roll out a slip and slide. 
So, uh, you know, uh, and then they turn around and going to put the blacks out of their tribe after all that we've done. We've held chief positions. We've held legislative positions and council positions. These are black people in addition to being loyal citizens of those tribes. There were a lot of blacks that didn't know how to speak English. All they spoke was the, the uh, tribal language that they had. And so and for them to try and put us out is is just wrong. It's just wrong. So in many lawsuits, we here in Kansas City, we put together an organization called the Descendant Freedmen Alliance of Kansas City. We deal with uh, freedmen from all five tribes. And so uh, uh, hopefully this year, we're gonna try and do a, uh, a uh, treaty, try, treaty signing celebration, uh, uh, which that treaty that I was talking about, they signed it in 1866 and it freed slaves because the uh, Emancipation Proclamation didn't free all the blacks that were in the nation. Each of those nations are their sovereign nations of their own. So each one of them had to have separate treaties signed with the U.S. government. And so Emancipation Proclamation didn't free us blacks in the tribes. And so, but the 1866 treaty did. And well, so, you know, Missouri, Missouri was, was one of the last uh, joined the union. And right. so, and, as a state, came in. Right, right. I said, and they came in, you know, not, and that was a hold up, okay. But with them joining, you know, they didn't want to think it's okay. And, and, and I said, because of that today, okay, that's why I'm in Missouri right now, okay, is, yeah, so, I mean, this opportunity for blacks, because if they see that they, they be still working as citizens today, what are you talking about? Yeah. And, and so after, after that, I mean, um, after that was signed, you know, there the were so so many different people trying to get more blacks to come to Indian Territory, trying to make it basically an all-black state. Is what the, the uh, in fact, a young guy, you probably, I know you've heard of him, uh, he's not young, he, he was uh, James Milton Turner. He was a St. Louis, uh, uh, he was born in St. Louis. Daddy was a horse horse trainer. But he, he rose up to be uh, one of the uh, uh, ambassadors, I think, to Liberia under President Green. But he came back, and him and a guy, I think it was Hannibal Carter from Chicago, they had a big movement trying to get more blacks to move to uh, Indian Territory. Uh, it had certain, some success, but not enough, because there were so many Europeans, so many white people from the South that were also coming into Indian territory, getting that cheap or free land. And so for, it turned out to be probably every, for every uh, black person that moved to Indian territory, there were probably at least 10 whites that moved there. And so that's why we weren't able to really get the uh, political grip that we really needed to have. And so, uh, and then uh, of course those those southern white southerns they brought Jim Crow with them, and so one of the things they did when Oklahoma became a state was sign in the Jim Crow laws, you know. And so that's why back in uh, those days, in the uh, around the turn of the century up until the the uh, Tulsa massacre, uh, a lot of blacks were leaving Oklahoma. They either they either uh, went to formed. Uh, 
small enclaves of the cities that they were in, which was like the Black Wall Street. Other than that, they would go and start all these black towns. And uh, uh, Oklahoma is famous for having over 50 black, all black towns started during this period. And then otherwise, they just left Indian Territory, period. Because And Kansas City was one of the destination routes. That was one of the places people came here to Kansas City. That's why there's so many of us uh, with Indian history here in Kansas City today. You know, you know, Mr. Ford, you uh, in St. Louis, okay, we had uh, one of the black enclaves that still exists today, but not with the Bible that they had then, we called the Real Neighbor. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, that's the Asian Asian Haskell. The Haskell MC. I know you got the name, Grace Crumbly, just passed away. Who I grew up in the Bureau, he's from the Haskell, one of the other best officers in the world was the Bureau neighborhood. That's where you had a lot of stock doctors, a lot of your supplies. You know, most times, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 most blacks make more money now, they immediately leave the inner city and move to, move to the counties, okay? And, and so, and so, and now you should know this, also here in St. Louis. They are now rebuilding those cities up in the downtown area. It's a bad thing down there now. Yep. They're now building the houses now that you cannot afford to live in. The same thing happening in Kansas City. Right, the same thing here. Okay. happened here. And I'm just here, like also in Washington, D.C., uh, our university, uh, on their campus, okay, you speak you know, a lot of black business owners, you know, the black head of the house or what have you. Well, I was there a couple of years ago, and I was just amazed at how they would tear down maybe four, four or five houses, okay. They would be like a six-century uh, apartment building <laughs> into that same space. Yeah, you know, and and so and so so there's something that's not just our neighborhood, but it's you know, English uh, in the city, but it, but it's, it's now those those inner cities now, you know, here in St. Louis, you know, they do it in Kansas City, in St. Louis, we were uh, only one of the only probably one of the two major cities. Okay, then we have our uh, baseball uh, team in St. Louis in downtown St. Louis. We had uh, we had uh, we had a hockey team in downtown St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Football team in downtown St. Louis. We know we also had a uh, uh, zoo in downtown St. Louis. We also had uh, uh, all 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 the opera houses all over downtown St. Louis. And so now okay, all the amenities that, that that the blacks need to have, they don't have it in the urban areas now. Are now in your inner city. Yeah. Now that's what we got to say. We can't say you're okay. Why are you guys now trying to try to you know, here say you're okay? They didn't back to downtown Kansas City. They said, you know, how did you do that? Yeah. You know, and, you know, and then they're going to try to move the other cities. So you know, I had so much money put into it. They're not going to, you know, they can't move them for the next 10 or 20 years. Right. That doesn't mean that they're not going to try to move the wrong city down to downtown. Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, either downtown Kansas City or in, a, in Kansas City, Kansas is making a big bid too. <laughs> right, yeah, but both of them are right, yeah, right. So that's doing because of downtown Kansas City and downtown Kansas City. They're both, both, uh, both the same. 
no river in between. Yeah. They're taking advantage of okay. Those rivers okay. They're not along the rivers now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so that's and that's why now your house is okay and and, and the river area is gonna be very very cheap okay. I mean right now some of the those houses now going to the inner city. Yes sir. Yes sir. And like you said, we went to the we can't afford them. Get in there. No no no. They they put a gate for me. It's okay. I guess you can't get out there. You can't. Oh no. You can't come out of sight. So we don't do that. Not allowed over here. Right. Well, I I look at uh you know the black what's what's going on with the uh, black people in the tribes as kind of a microcosm of what's going on with black people all over this nation. Uh, it's a model. It's a model. Yeah, it's it's really. I mean, you you can look at it and then look at the bigger picture and see it just the same things that's going on the 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 mitigation the the uh, the disrespect that the mm-hmm. is within the tribes. Um, the, the isolation and the, the, mm-hmm. the you know regulating us to the to the to the margins of society you know if you're black we there's a problem you know and the same thing is going on with black America as a whole and yeah. so uh, we just need to we've got to stand strong persevere with it one way or another and uh, everybody can articulately pontificate on this situation but very few, few people have any uh, actual resolutions. Well, well Mr. Ford, uh, that's uh, what I want to do, okay? I'm going to send you a copy of my show we did this afternoon. Uh, my show is called Lunch with Mr. McComber. And we've been doing actual things for uh, eight years now. And we're now on a podcast. And we have show. MC show now, okay? Can you hear real live on Facebook, right. to uh, Twitch live, 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 and also all of his shows can be found on Spotify. Also, okay. anytime you know, you know, uh, you know, you miss a show, okay, you go to Facebook or YouTube, and you can get with your this and show and all, all of the shows, okay. And this show today, I'm program also. Great, great. So, you, so you, you can, what you can do, you can show your friends, okay. This is the internet radio station we're talking on. All right. In the radio, okay, it has advantages. And we just now, we took advantage of that. That's what they call it. Our radio show in those days, and now called podcast. Okay. You're on a podcast today. <laughs> Excuse me. You know, that's, that's what's taking place right now. You're, you're in. So we got to be able to change, okay, when the time changes. Yes, sir. So that, that's one of the important things that we need. I noticed that in, in a. Indian territory, there were several people that had newspapers at that time, black people. Oh my God, yes. yes. Cemetery and all these different black newspapers. Because we need to be able to communicate with each other and uh, let everybody know what's going on because, you know, that's where they, that's where you, we've lost so much power because we don't have the vision, we don't have the, the stick togetherness. And that's one thing we do with uh, our organization, Descended Freedom. We have the uh, our website, which is dfakc.com. DFAKC.com. And you go, we, we tell about the organization there and how we got started. We tell history of the, what I've given you a little bit of history of about the uh, freedmen coming from uh, uh, southern United States. Uh, but also, there's a feature there called the uh, uh, Tribal Squawk. And uh, try to give information, uh, history on some of our past. Uh, names 
Uh, Jesse Franklin, for one, he was a Creek. He was the first person to serve as a as a Supreme Court justice in America. He was the first one uh, under the, in the in the Creek Nation. Uh, so I guess what, 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 what was what was his name? What was his name again? Jesse Franklin. I was down here in Oklahoma. I met his his grand great granddaughter when I was down there in, uh, for a trial back in December, a Friedman event. Okay, uh, now, you said it was on the United States Supreme Court? Yeah. On the, the tribal, the uh, Supreme Court of the Creek Nation. Oh, yes, on the Creek Nation. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So he, he was born a slave, but he ended up serving as a judge on the, on the Supreme Court. Oh, oh you, you cannot, you can't, can't that, well, see that, that, that he has to overcome his fear, okay? Yeah, absolutely. Then we want to succeed, okay? The only thing that they can take. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay, you know, 
didn't even know the dance, okay? And so, uh, so he and I was on the telephone talking about a, a long time, and we had a good conversation, okay? And uh, and but right now he's getting back on his feet, okay? Because we did some things in Kansas City. We brought Miss Black America to Kansas City years ago. We also had our trivia awards out at the Mississippi Baseball Museum. And we also had some other programs with Toyota there in Kansas City. Okay. Changes did, did a lot of stuff in Kansas City, okay? But after the pandemic hit, we kind of, you know, kind of watched a lot of things out. But uh, but we, we, we are coming back again shortly than ever before. Okay, that's the thing. Because same thing with us as Cindy Freeman, we we've kind of lost contact with each other since the pandemic. Because we yeah. were we were meeting monthly and and so <clears throat> we we're just trying to keep it together. Well, now we're coming back, sir, and, uh, and that's why I need you, okay, you know, to be a part of what we're doing here. You know, and I, and I know you will see because of that philosophy. I hear that people are the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless you're doing it again, do that. What is it? Uh, my name is Ira, I-R-A-A. And that name is folks, F-O-W-L-K-E-S. All right. Okay, F-O-W-L-K-E-S. Okay. And I, and I, you have my number already, it's on your telephone. Okay, all right. Okay. But I will be calling, I will be calling you back also. Super, yeah, I'm looking forward to that because I'm looking forward to talking with you and that's, uh, that's, uh, it's, we in St. Louis and Kansas City, we need to, there's, there's some things already happening, but we need to keep on going with it. Yeah, oh, by all means, and, and we will, uh, uh, Mr. Ford, we will work together. Mm-hmm. Now, hey, then, I promise you that, okay? All right, sounds good. Looking forward. Yes, sir, I'm, I promise you that. And one thing I promise uh, 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 Mr. Ford, Mr. Yes, sir. our folks, He's uh, it's not that far across that bridge in the Illinois. Okay. And we'll turn him on to one guy that I know you probably uh, know some of the union representatives in the state of Illinois. And tell him what you're trying to do, our. Well, what, what we're trying to do is uh, bridge the gap, okay? And that's it, bridge the gap and create opportunities for blacks uh, to, to get or take advantage of what where they are in the trade organization, mm-hmm. and you know, and and, and I was also was one of the people that actually uh, uh, made had made the foundation for the coalition of factory unions here in St. Louis. You know, which is uh, which is you know uh, been around for a couple of years now, and uh, and and what I did then was uh, I brought the idea to the table. That they should meet in the union union halls, okay, not you know, in their own places, and then at that point they should ask their union, okay, to give their transportation to the convention that that, you know, that, that, that they have now, that they have it, and therefore we are working very well. So now I'm going back now to support, and we're going to take it to the next level. Okay. Uh, you know, and I'll be able to tell you more about that, okay, when uh, we have our conversation. And that's how we're going to be able to, you know, uh, how we're going to be able to raise more millionaires, okay, uh, in our community. Five okay. minutes, Mr. Falls. Yeah, but, okay, okay, but that's good. So you said that millionaire, that poke my, my, my ears popped up again. Uh, well, I, well I, I, that's what I, that's what I want to do, sir. <laughs> I'll your ears up, okay? 
Yeah, and let you know, okay, that what I'm what, what we're doing, sir, uh, we can do it in your fair city. Yeah, because you have a lot of a uh, lot of lot of lot of uh, opportunities, a lot of history. Yeah, all I'm doing, sir, is building on your history. Yeah, you know, and you know, and and not letting your history go to waste. Yes, yeah, sir, and you know, and that's one of the things that's important to me that uh, is history. Because uh, a lot of times our, our forebears didn't get the, the their just due. Uh, they were there for helping us, and uh, and so I look at people like MC, Mr. Richardson, there with side. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And all these guys that you know did what it did they needed to do to to carve out some some pathways for us. And so uh, I'm always looking back in history with the uh, uh, see who got us here, whose shoulders I'm standing on. And uh, mm-hmm. definitely one of them. Right, right, right. Yes, and uh, and that's what and that's what we're doing here. And like MC just told you, you know, the program you got into, shooting something you saw years ago. Well, we got to continue building that, building to the next level. Right, and and that's why we uh, we in in our in our premises. That's one of the things we talk about. How. Uh, uh, what we're trying to do is, you know, the white. We appreciate the white community. They've tried to build bridges over the years. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, with black uh, black people in place, we can kind of tunnel tunnel under some of the bias, tunnel under some of the uh, the crap that's been put to us. Kind of like the Underground Railroad. We had to go, you know, in our history, we had to go low sometimes in order to uh, get things done because uh, the, the mm-hmm. bridges that they build were built for them. Not specific, not too much for us, and so we've got to find our own ways sometimes to uh, to forward our, our our community into thinking. And sometimes that comes from regress, going back to some of the old landmarks, of rites of passages our, our culture is noted for. Uh, doing the things with our, our old our senior citizens in Western Western culture, they tend to discard our, our seniors, but uh, in in Third worlds and and uh, other other cultures, seniors are are needed. You know, they, they're the ones that actually bring up the kids sometimes and impart those they are, they are. those uh, that wisdom and that care that that's necessary. So we want to go back to some of the things that our culture. You know, we have to include the new the, the Western culture. We want to go back and, and examine some of the things that that made our culture successful. And I think that's what's going to really revitalize and reverberate with our people as we try to go forward. Well, we gotta take advantage, okay, and being the see those old folks in the corner sitting by the window, um, we gotta let them continue to teach us. Yes. They're, you know, still, um, they're still contributors in this in this community and we need it. The, the brain works very fast. Yeah. But MC, we didn't close the top of the hour, you know, so if you want to say it before we get out of here. Well, I can I can talk, but you guys have done a tremendous uh, show. And I just want to see what uh, Mr. Ford is getting with you and how he can be reaching. What are some of the things? Now, he, didn't, he hadn't told you about all the freedom they got throughout the United States. 
and the people in professional type position and they meet often. So briefly, I know it's about out of time. It always happened like that, but we don't get any floor. Mr. Ford, on your phone, I already sent you today's show. We don't see him. I'm sure on your phone already. Okay. Okay. Well, of course, my comment, my, my contact information is the, the, the website, uh, DFAKC. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead. All right. Did you get hold of you? Got it. DFAKC.com. Okay. That's the website, and then a lot of my com uh, contact information is on that on that website. Okay, Mr. Floyd, we want, I want to thank MC as usual for putting together another show. Oh, and I'm just kind of, kind of co-host here, you know, and sometimes I talk, but we work together as a team because we go back almost 40 years together also. <laughs> yeah. He's a foundation. He's one of my, my, my mentors. And uh, he's a he's a mentor of mine, and, and ain't a thing thing he can do about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we, we appreciate after we had a couple absent uh, to bring you back, right? And once again, tomorrow is Mother's Day. That includes mother laws too. <laughs> and we got a great show planned for next week for one of the guy. He's a uh, with the Bloodstones, uh, Harry Williams. So we're going to do not only a photo shoot, but we're going to do a show uh, next uh, Saturday. From That's what we want to do, from 5 to 6. Do you have any important words, Mr. Um, Kenneth? Well, I think, you know, like I say, uh, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. There, You know, we wouldn't be, you only get one. So take care of that mother. My mother's been gone. There's a guy in my band. His his mother's still with him. He's a caretaker for her. And he, we talk all the time about how tough it is sometimes being a caretaker. But uh, you know, I let him know, hey, man, you got your mom. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. She carries him for nine. She carries him. She carries him for nine months. So he got to carry her now. Yeah, and he and does. Mr. Ford, Mr. Ford, Mr. Ford, we want to thank you for today's show. And we got to get us for you today. Thank you.